Welcome back to the College Football Slate Show here on the 1009 Network. Sorry we missed y'all last weekend, or last week. It was Thanksgiving. Schedules are hectic. We still got the picks out. That's all we're going to say about last weekend. You obviously, if you're listening to this, hopefully you listened to the podcast from this week and heard our venting sessions. So, <laughs> new week, new us. Last week, probably, of uh, picks and bets for us. I mean, we'll probably do some uh, bowl bets every now and then, but kind of hard to get five games in one week. Because bowl schedule is bowl schedule. We'll probably do a bowl pool if y'all are interested. Right. Uh, yeah. if y'all, so. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, there is still a chance that Grayson can tie me in bets. Um, and we are still tied in straight up picks. So, it's going to come down to the last weekend unless we have the same five picks, which. I doubt could it. Be, could be true. Couldn't be true. There might be one game that we differ on. So. Yeah. And it's probably that UCF Tulane game. Who knows? True. <laughs> um, but yeah, last week of the season, championship weekend. Um, big whoop. <laughs> I mean, we're playing for conference bragging rights. Yay. Yeah, eight titles in nine years. Woohoo. I mean, you know. Yeah. Routine for us, not for many others. But Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's still going to be a good game. Um, just good games all around. Starts tomorrow night with... Uh, the Pac-12, uh, there's actually a couple of games on tomorrow, just in general, like some of the lower bowls. Right. Um, but the main game, obviously, is Utah-USC. Uh, USC is looking to clinch their spot in the bowl game, which we'll get to this with later, TCU. I still think they're probably a top-four team. I know it would be two losses to the same team, but playing that extra game, like I've, I've heard this left and right, it's going to expose you. And Ohio State's sitting there doing nothing this weekend, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit different. TCU having beaten the the team they're going to face Saturday. Uh, yeah. USC, the lone loss being to Utah. Uh, if you can't beat them on a neutral field, I know they lost on the road the first time, I believe, so a little bit different there. And we see the spread kind of reacting to that a bit too, but I don't know. It'd be tough. I think circumstance-wise, TCU's in a better spot if they were to lose. Uh, obviously, the manner in which you lose goes a long way if it's – a 30-point boat race either way against these two teams, we're going to see a team like Ohio State sneak in. But um, I think if both these games were going to touch down either way, that I think these two have shown throughout the season they're the four best. And uh, the idea that you can sit out, and Tennessee thought they were great for putting themselves yeah. on the spot before they showed that they are not to the uh, level of 1998 yet. But I, the fact that you can just sit at home and not play and just hope for teams that don't need an extra data point to slip up and give you a chance to go to the playoff without earning it that last week just mystifies me. It's always been a thing. Yeah. Uh, we hear it in the SEC a lot, but, um, but I mean, usually we, benefits from it. But I mean, it's. But with the SEC, we've seen where it's happened to Alabama and Georgia. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Alabama sat out a week when they after they lost to Auburn and still got in. Right. Exactly. But yeah. then Georgia last year lost an SEC championship game, but still got in. I mean, which is fair. Right, which will happen again they, this year. Yeah, they, they played in that year. exposed game. So, right. Um, yeah, just sitting out that extra weekend. It now when we expand to you know thirty teams, or whatever it is now, uh, yeah. sure. But uh, with four, are you really one of the best four teams in the country if you're not playing for your conference championship? Yeah, I just I struggle with that to be honest. Which I mean, it would be nice to see like teams like Ohio State, and Michigan actually play in the Big Ten championship game. I mean, yeah. and then like 
I mean, SEC usually winds up actually being Georgia the best team. Same thing with, like, how the ACC has been. Um, Not necessarily the ACC and SEC are the same on the same level, but it's like you get the same teams year in, year out pretty much playing in the conference championships outside of the Coastal Division, which for how many years was it? Each team basically got a... Every year for seven years, a different team won it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, Whatever that stat, the number is, it was, yeah, no team won it more than twice before every other team in the Coastal had won it. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. So, I'm not sure if the whole idea of no divisions would work for the SEC. Maybe. Yeah, I I mean. It opened the door for it. I think it's really all you can ask for. If Georgia slips up against, they're playing more West teams than they are East teams because the East is weak. There's no hiding that. I mean, Tennessee was better this year, but. For how many years has the SEC East been cake? Like, right, yeah, yeah. Florida will occasionally be good, but it's nothing. I mean, it's like the ACC Atlantic. So, yeah. But that's just a completely different story. <laughs> uh, this is actually a big game for Caleb Williams to massive, yeah. Actually lock up the he- well, actually lock up the Heisman since they give I mean, it out. He sits it minus and then four numbers wherever you look right now. So, I mean, it's it would take an all-time terrible performance, I think, to knock him off that pedestal. Just given the amount of buzz going into last weekend that Notre Dame was going to be the sexy upset pick of the week, people forecasted it as soon as they beat us, uh, and it just didn't happen. I never really bought into it. Was I alone on Southern Cal last week? Yes, you were. I was a little bit surprised about that, honestly. I know we were remote and not really doing a show, but yeah. we didn't really get, I was to hoping, get into it. We were hoping for the upset, but then it yeah. happened. Um, but I just, I don't know. I never quite saw it. He struck the Heisman pose. I think he realized in the middle of that game especially off a special play like that individually, what uh, he had out in front of him, and they closed the game 138-27, I think. So they, yes. they handled that well, pretty well. And he kind of knew it, too, because uh, Michigan-Ohio State played early in the day. Right, that was a noon game as well. If yeah. Ohio State played in the conference championship, you could very much still have Stroud in your right, yeah. top three, which he very Absolutely. well should be still. but He'll be in New York. As yeah, he's just not he playing this weekend. Yeah. It's another case of you're not playing another game to get votes. So. Right. And by the same token, if Stroud wins the Heisman because Caleb Williams struggles in an extra game, that's, that's kind of ridiculous yeah. too. So, I, yeah. But we've been saying that same thing for how many years with uh, our quarterbacks? So, yeah. Uh, a lot. Which, I mean, don't, I mean, not to get off topic, but the Heisman Trophy voting should not open until after the national championship game and it should be given like two weeks after that or whatever. Or at least wait until after this week yeah. if it's regular season only. Um, yeah. If it, but still, I would say it's because it's the most valuable player of the season, right? Right. And if you lead your team to a national championship. Yeah, but I think it's still thought of the regular season only. Which is, and that could change. But Yeah, know. that's just my personal take on that. But uh, it's, Yeah, early voting hits us different because Deshaun Watson does not have one for that very reason. So Yeah. Uh, other game on Friday night, Conference USA, CUSA. As people say, you got U- UTSA, U- University of Texas San Antonio. I had to think about that. And the Mean Green of North Texas. They are the Mean Green, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. That's a game. Sure. <laughs> like, Football, TV, um, whatever. How was that with the new playoffs? How was that group of five? Is it going to be the best ranked group of five champion? Probably. Uh, I would assume. Just copy and paste the model that we see in the New York Six now. Yeah. Because I mean, one guaranteed spot, and then you know, should a Cincinnati appear and there's a team behind them to level of like Tulane or UCF this year, then sure. 
because like Boise State, like the Mountain West, you could, I mean, if Boise State ever gets back to there, um, right, yeah, there's potential. And then like Coastal Carolina and Troy, like the Sun Belt has teams that could. James Madison, with as soon as they're yeah. eligible, yeah, yeah. So I think that's how it's going to be. Is the highest? I think that's what it is. The highest ranked G five. They should be guaranteed one spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, the conference USA that's on Friday. Uh, Saturday we get kicked off with two. Uh, you got the MAC championship, Ohio and Toledo, and then big one for TCU. I still TCU and Kansas State are playing. TCU's number three, Kansas State's number two, the highest ranked number three team. I don't know, like people keep wanting TCU to lose, but this has happened. Yeah, this I is think they're case. in regardless. If they keep yeah. it within two or three touchdowns, honestly, I think they're in. I, yeah. I just don't see how, you know, running the regular season table. I realize it's the Big Twelve. It's not the strongest conference this year with Oklahoma being down, Texas being down. Uh, you know, Gundy, Oklahoma State choking this time of year per usual. I I just don't think that. And we've seen this before, TCU get bumped out in this exact spot. So uh, I don't think history should repeat itself there regardless. Now, if Kansas State beats them like 49 to 17, yeah. then, then we have an Ohio State conversation to have. But I think barring that, uh, the four we've got are the four most deserving, and it would take a blowout the other way to change that, in my opinion. Yeah, I do think Adrian Martinez is available. He's not starting for Kansas State. So I think we're going to see the same quarterback that got knocked out in that game. Probably. Um, that's what it seems like, yeah. But that's just another case of you're not playing this weekend. Why should you jump a team that's exposing themselves again? Right, yeah. I just uh, – it's been a thing for a while now. It's just every year we get down into it, and it just makes no sense to me every single time. That stadium's going to look weird, though. All purple. It's in Dallas, purple. ain't yeah. it? That sounds right, yeah. Pretty sure they're playing Dallas. Um. Continuing at noon, like I said, MAC championship, cool. Toledo, Ohio. It, oh well, go Football. Zips. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not Zips. They're the rock, the Golden Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Akron's uh, Zips. Three thirty. We got Sun Belt, Troy, and Coastal Carolina. Um, I think Grayson McCall is trying to play. Um, they needed him last week. They played yeah. James Madison for that division. James Madison beat them forty-seven to seven without McCall, yeah. but because this is year one in the FBS, I think it's three years to it's be eligible. Sh- I, I think it's one year. I th- I just think Whatever it's it is, year. it should be zero. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's Damn, stupid. You've like, played great all year. Uh, you should be penalized for going down, not necessarily going right. up. I I don't get it. I think they should be able to play for it. I mean, looking at the spread, I don't think McCall's supposed to play. Troy's favored by eight and a half. I mean, I since that Hail Mary that Chase Bryce beat them with, they haven't lost. So, oh, I mean, sh- yeah, they're a 10 win team. Um, Speaking of like so. players not playing and looking at spreads, did you see what the Pac-12 commissioner said today? Um, I did not know. It's completely off topic. I gotta find where it was. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. It was basically saying that, talking about how you know how NFL releases um, injury reports not yes, minutes before the game. Yeah. Because of how big like um, gambling. That's the only reason yes. they do it. Yeah, that's that, the only that, reason they do that. And that's what the Pac-12 commissioners was basically saying, um, is that with how big college gambling or gambling has gotten in in college, that people are always talking about how much injuries affect the way they bet and all that. They're trying to think about possibly bringing in something along the lines of like an injury report released a certain amount of time before games. 
See, I think if you're going to do that, if gambling is the reason behind it, then it's a terrible idea. I don't think you should cater to that at all, especially the collegiate level. I realize under the table money has shaped this sport since long before we were even alive. But I think, you know, trying to put the money on top of the table with NIL and all that, I I don't see any benefit to athletes who are doing this because obviously they're still ineligible to be betting on this stuff. So, yeah, but if I don't see a reason to do it. They feel better after warming up and stuff too. Right. I I think that there should be a difference between NFL and college or professional and college for anything. Uh, I think NFL, it's more feasible, even though their athletes are also restricted from this stuff, which again, they should be. It's integrity of the game. I, I think that, yeah, if you're doing it to please DraftKings and Vandal, then the, I would abandon that where it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, if you want to do it for, you know, the media who know anyway, or, you know, the fans who may not know how to hit follow on Twitter and just find it themselves. Yeah. Um, it's not benefiting anybody except for, Gambling, which, again, should not be the reason you do anything. So, um, I, you know, on its face, for me and you, great. But as far as actually implementing it just for that sole purpose, I I yeah. can't quite get behind that. I agree with that. It just it feels weird. I don't know why. It just goes to show yeah. you how big gambling is now. Like, it's everywhere. Right. ESPN An 18-year-old should everywhere. not have to yeah. tell somebody about his hamstring on the morning of game day so that somebody can lay three and a half points at them at home. It's just stupid. I don't understand that. Um, yeah. If you don't like that, then don't bet on college. It's not hard. It's, it's, fun, it's that easy. Yeah. Um, to get back on track, where was I? Um, the big game ish, kind of, at four o'clock on CBS, the SEC championship game in Atlanta. Georgia's big back. Big game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looked a lot better last week before LSU laid an absolute egg in yeah. Kyle, a Kyle Field. Two score loss. That was bad. Yeah, it was. They bad. first. It, like, that was the first time they've scored over thirty points or whatever since in like two years. Probably, I believe it. Yeah, it, I, that team has been directionless since App State went into College Station and beat them. Uh, they lost to Cadillac Williams and Auburn. They lost. They were several bad losses. They're five yeah. and seven. So they were close to losing. Did Marshall play there? No. Or who was it? Who were they? They were close to losing to somebody. They had an unimpressive final score against Sam Houston State, I think. Uh, UMass as well during Cupcake yes. Week. That's what it was. Uh, they won by inside 20 points, maybe, with a spread north of five touchdowns. I don't know, something like that. But um, it uh, it has been a season to forget for A&M. And what's left of their recruiting class is going to have to be, I think, convinced – almost all over again to commit to what Jimbo's got going as long as he has it going. So, yeah. Um, I wonder what the spread was before this or before LSU lost. I would imagine it's probably what? Probably two touchdowns. Really? I'd say closer to 13 than 10. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But I mean, public I, perception doesn't help this either. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like I said, with some of the games that happened last weekend, this champion, this conference championship weekend, it's just kind of, lost a lot of its steam right uh, yeah outside I of mean, the big big 12 and pac 12 i mean the games are just games at this point yeah sec acc have no playoff bearing um you know Sun Belt doesn't even feature the two best teams in that conference yeah uh ucf two lane could very well be for a new year's six spot i know i've said like good yeah. weeks now but that race is getting so crazy with ucf losing to navy um 
I think that what are those rankings right now? UCF 22, two lanes yeah. 18. That's well within striking distance for either one. So, uh, again, that should provide us our New Year's Six team from the G5. Uh, it will likely only be one this year. Now, there's no Cincinnati uh, waiting in the wings up near the playoff range. So, um, Do you see that thing I sent you all last night about um, – it was like two texts back-to-back. It was like if – there, here it is. In the event that all the favorites win this week in the Rose Bowl, choosing Penn State over Ohio State would cause a three-bowl swap. Right. Penn State yeah, to yeah. Rose Bowl, Ohio State Orange, Tennessee the Cotton. I mean, we'd play Ohio State in the Orange Bowl because the Ohio State requested themselves to not that, play the Rose Bowl yeah. if they miss the playoff. Right. I mean, we had a good game last year. Why not go back out there? That was the this best year six game since, like, I mean, Penn State USC comes to mind in 2017. Um, just excellent game. Cam Rising and Jackson Smith and Jigbo just doing battle for three hours. Uh, There's like 120 points in that game, something like that. So um, maybe it's a travel thing. I don't Didn't know. Didn't JSN have almost like 300 receiving yards? I think he might have had 300, honestly. Uh, and then maybe Harrison it's a travel like thing. 100 or 200. Not wanting to have fans out in Pasadena two years in a row, which uh, sure, but I mean, that's the most iconic venue in college football, honestly. So um, call some problems, but we'll probably get more bowl talk next week before bowl games get kicked off. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess logistically I get it, but I mean, as USC and UCLA prepare to move to the Big Ten, I mean, you're going to have to start going there every year anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I get it. I mean, we we had the playoff fatigue type stuff happen. We were in school. People were like, we're going where now? California, Arizona, yeah, this place it, Southwest. So it got to the point where they were pretty much banking on us go to the national championship game. They're like, we're not going to waste right. money to go to Arizona. We're going to go ahead and right. buy Tampa tickets, buy Louisiana tickets. So, Atlanta, which I don't think ever actually materialized, but um, yeah. Um, other games, I mean, we talked about UCF Tulane. Uh, it's gonna be a good game. Fresno State, Boise State at four as well for the Mountain West. Michigan, Purdue, eight o'clock on Fox at Indianapolis for the Big yeah. Ten. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I see no Blake Corum, but I mean, yeah. Don Edwards, hot take. Not that far off from him as far as effectiveness. I won't speak on talent, but I mean, Donovan He's, Edwards beat the line of State. So, I mean, they might be 1A, 1B. He's a, that dude's a stud, too. Yeah, he's he's excellent. There's um, a point where he was leading Corman stats, I think, or yeah. uh, like a couple stats. Right. They had the Penn State game, I believe. He absolutely went off. Um, yeah. There's been several games where he's topped Corum counting stat wise, but. Um, I don't suspect they will have any issues with Purdue. If we see that 60% of the McCarthy we saw Saturday, I, you know, money line will not be in question. Now, as far as the 17-point spread, I I don't know, truly. Does Purdue care? That's really what it's going to come down to. Um, you know, does Michigan go into halftime up 28-10 to 10 and just start slowly sitting, guys? I mean, I don't really know how that's played out in the past off the top of my head as far as resting people. Um, but... You know, there's a pretty long delay uh, from this weekend to the start of the playoff. So, you know, with Corum being confirmed out now, having that knee surgery, that's really their biggest question mark, I think, health-wise. So everybody else, hopefully, good to go, enters the game as healthy as they can, and they stay that way. Um, yeah. But it's just, yeah. And then there's the uh, there's the other game, 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest game in our state, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Battle of the Carolinas. Woo. 
Yeah. Uh, winner gets Carowinds, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, this is, seven and a half, I feel like is a lot. That is, that's, way yeah. Too many points. The point five is, is screaming something's wrong here. Uh, I don't understand why it is where it is, to be honest. I don't think we've earned the right to be favored over a quarterback as good as Drake May by over a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, should we win? Absolutely, we should win. Yeah. The comparison on defense is three times as stark as the offensive comparison. So, um, Which is going to be interesting because, obviously, it happened in the second half. R.J. Mickens will be out, and he's he has the most interceptions on our team, which is sad right. at three. Um, it's not many, yeah. But that, um, that freshman that they put in for him, number 12, I forget his name every single time. Um, I think he's actually going to be. I forget, too, yeah. It's 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 like a SW. I forget, but he's not going to be bad. He he no, for some for reason, thirty he minutes. Wrong, he, yeah, we'll he reminds right. me of Kayvon. And if Jalen plays, Jalen Phillips plays, that's going to help. Right. Hopefully, Sheridan plays a full game. I think he was hurt partially during the South Carolina game. It's just that other I side. So. Yeah, boys, it's that other side. Yeah, <laughs> our front seven is going to have to get a lot of pressure. Um, that's going to be key. Yeah, making yeah. May uncomfortable. Um. You know, doing what we can against Downs. Downs can get his. We still win this game. But yeah. if it, we start seeing other guys bubble up near 100 yards or they get in the end zone, there's going to be issues. But yeah, I would say pressure on May. I'm not sure what his pressure stats are, but if Brian Brissy's bearing down on you, Tyler Davis, any of those guys, KJ Henry gets pressure, then we're going to have a chance. This total at 63 and a half. If it gets anywhere close to 63, then we are in for a terrible Saturday night because yeah. that means. It is a shootout, at least on one side, and that side will not be ours. So uh, We saw what happens when we needed to score more than 30 points last week. So, Right. Uh, now, I mean, could we get 400 yards rushing? Sure. But, I mean, I just don't see – and I'll you know, speak on it more later on. But at 63 points, that is a lot, at least from our perspective, where a good night for us means this sails under, and uh, we're keeping 30s off the scoreboard and come out with a win. So Yeah. Who knows? We shall see. Uh, I mean, we went, we talked extensively Monday about this offense and what we need to see out of them. Hopefully, Cade gets some snaps. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. if you want to put him in in a conference championship game to get meaningful snaps. I'm torn on that end, but I'd rather see him in that than the Beanie Bowl. Yeah, I'll true. tell you. What, I mean, if not now, when? Yeah. If we're correct in our assumption that, not assumption, prediction that DJ will be out west next year. What do we have to lose? Yeah. I mean, honestly, against a Gene Chizik defense, really? Is that what we're scared of? If uh, I mean, will we see a worse defense than that in the ACC next year? I don't think we will. I, I really it. don't think we will. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – I get the spot is huge, but the defense is soft and expectations couldn't be lower after last week. So, uh, I think that – now, we rarely actually see – play out what makes the most sense to us as far as these two quarterbacks so i think if the uh premonition is that we'll see a bunch of Cade, then we might see a lot less of him or none of him uh hopefully that means dj's bounce back a little bit in uh what could be his second to last game here but um boy do we hope i mean whoever's in i hope they do well whether it impacts who lands where next offseason or what that's whatever but i mean we've only got eight more cords this team until August. So, uh, you know, hopefully these last two games go much better than the last one. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, like we said, big spread, considerably speaking, for this game. Um, yeah. 
I hope we win. I'd like to win. Get yeah. us to the Orange Bowl, but right. Nothing crazy. Like I don't know. The expectations are just being shot through the roof, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's just that speaks to the rivalry and everything that comes with it. So, um, but it, you know, it's hard to be optimistic, but we have to because, like I said Tuesday, if we're down coming to this game, then Drake May's going to light us up, and that's going to be that much worse. So, um, yeah, we shall see. Um, right. So with all that being said, um, lack, lackluster weekend. Um, and speaking of lackluster weekends, <laughs> our picks were not great. <laughs> it no. was a it was a losing effort for the straight up picks last week for the pod. Um, I went one and four. You went two and three. Jacob went two and three as well. Um, yeah. I only hit TCU and lost Oregon State, Oregon, LSU, Notre Dame. You hit TCU and USC. Lost Ohio State, Oregon, LSU. Jacob hit Michigan, TCU, and then Oregon, LSU, Notre Dame. So, with the last weekend, like I mentioned that um, at the top, tied tied going into last weekend, me and Grayson are both 41 and 29. Jacob is 32 and 28. Don't know what the percentages are. Who cares? I'm um, not getting into that conversation again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a uh, big weekend for me and Grayson. At least see who comes out on top. We gotta figure out some sort of trophy or something. Who wins whatever? I don't. Just yeah. something, some bragging rights or something. Something cool. Right, right. But uh, yeah. What games did you pick out for us this weekend? I know. I mean, we're probably just who cares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a lot of options, but uh, you know, the quality's up compared to usual, even if the quantity's down. But starting off with a first for us, we're gonna pick a Friday game. So you'll hear this a bit earlier. Um. Eight o'clock prime time. It's the only Power Five game that, for some reason, is not on Saturday. But you know, sure. Uh, number eleven Utah against number four USC with the presumptive at this moment Heisman winner and Caleb Williams. Uh, USC a three-point neutral field favorite. Who do you think wins this one? Where do they play it? I, I like. I don't know. This game played? It's not the Rose Bowl because yeah. But um, hold on, I'm looking real that's quick. That's a great question. Allegiant Stadium. Oh, they're playing in Las Vegas. Okay, so we get to see some uh, some successful football happening in Las Vegas. That's good. That's pretty, for, that's pretty new. Good for the stadium. Uh, they're used to watching the worst team in the NFL week in week out. So uh, we'll get some actual talent on the field, other than Devonte Adams. So. Yeah. And speaking of talent, my pick. I'm going with Southern Cal. That's our Heisman winner. Give me the Trojans. Fight on. Yeah, I think the letdown spot was last week uh, against the Irish. I didn't buy it then. I get like like I said earlier, I was surprised to be alone in that, but I I just don't think that this Utah team can beat USC twice. We saw them do it once. Uh, credit to Winningham for going for two in the win with Rising on a little bit of a busted play for two to win that one. So um, I think it'll be a great game. Honestly, um, you know they got the primetime slot they deserve. I think these all should be on Saturday just to add to the day yeah. that we're going to have Saturday watching these games. But I think um, they, I mean, I think they have it on just to have like a primetime game on Friday. And, right. And it's got to be this time out West too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, all that being said, you mentioned the talent. I think that's what shines through. We've seen it get USC through some games this year. It didn't happen in Utah, but a neutral field out in Vegas. I think that uh, they will enter the playoff on a winning note. Yeah. Um, yeah, fight on. <laughs> so we're one for one. Right. Uh, next up, 
a team that everyone has wanted to lose every week for about six weeks now. Uh, number three, TCU, playing number 10, Kansas State. TCU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you think wins that one? Uh, I was one of the people that wanted them to lose every week because they were just in our way. Right. But now, since we're out of it, I actually think they're a good team. Uh, give me the Horn Frogs. If Adrian Martinez plays, it's going to be a little closer. I don't really – who knows? Um I just think TCU has got momentum and they're going to reach the playoffs, surprisingly. Yeah, again, I think we've we've seen the big letdown spot for them come and go. That game against Baylor, um, it could very well come down to situations like that again. And I think either way that field goal goes late, that they'll be in the playoff if that's what decides it. Uh, yeah, give me, give me TCU. I think that for Kansas State, their best players do spawn, regardless of which QB uh, ends up going for them. I think either one they'll have up and hopefully we'll finish the game unlike we've seen some teams against TCU but I just think that yeah I mean does it feel kind of foolish to pick USC and TCU and these you know seemingly coin flip ish games against top 10 top 11 teams maybe but uh, I think at worst we split these yeah. and we're in step with each other so um, yeah I know Kansas State probably should have beaten them the first time around but like I've said for weeks now what is supposed to happen. The Big 12 rarely does. People have been saying from the mountaintop for a month now that should Kansas State get these Horned Frogs again, they would destroy them. It'd be not even close. Uh, people said that about Texas. If they played them, it happened once. They lost that game. Same thing with the rematch. It would just be TCU getting blown out. I just don't buy it. Um, give me Duggan, Sonny Dykes. This team's held serve 12 weeks now, 12-0, and and uh, I think they get to 13-0 and headed into the playoff. Yeah. So... Next game, what do we got? Uh, I only put one of the 17-point spread games in here, but uh, it is the SEC. It does feature the number one team in the country, although I think Michigan should be one. But uh, number one, Georgia. Number 14, LSU. Often embarrassing loss to Jimbo Fisher and what is left of the best recruiting class of all time. But this should be another unanimous yeah. one. Who do you think was this one? I'll go next. <laughs> uh, yeah, Georgia. Does LSU cover? I'll tell you in a minute, but I mean, this is uh, I, LSU is not beating Georgia. Now, no. I was fully prepared to have a tinfoil hat on sitting here. Should LSU have gotten past A&M to say that, you know, a call will be made to Kirby Smart to throw this game in a convincing fashion to get to SEC teams in. Um, but unfortunately, Sankey will not have the opportunity with LSU losing last week. So, yeah, I think that uh, – LSU is capable of a bounce back, not against Georgia though. So, yeah, give me Georgia. So, what uh, what game we got next? Since uh, that one was very, very riveting discussion for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, medium spread this time. It's a game we're definitely going to be unanimous on. It's a uh, number nine somehow Clemson in Charlotte for the eighth time in nine years, playing at number twenty three again somehow North Carolina. Uh, this game had a lot of juice. This time last week, it now currently does not because of... Yeah, this time two weeks ago, it probably had a lot more juice because UNC was still one loss. That's true. Uh, Georgia Tech beating them. Georgia Tech beating yeah. Georgia for 10 minutes. Um, yeah. I mean, Clemson's going to win the game. I, I mean, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Clemson, too. <laughs> biggest, game, biggest game in our state, to say the least. Uh, we always pick those. So, uh, yeah. Give me Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my uncle. <laughs> that was for you, Uncle B. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we would pick South Carolina's game this weekend, but uh, like this weekend, the last 
probably 15 weekends before they are not participating. So uh, good luck during the bye week, and uh, hopefully Rattler doesn't get hurt skipping the bowl game to uh, go get drafted in the fifth round somewhere. So with that being said, the last pick we've got this week, not a power five, but this conference is the best thing, next best thing. So number 22, UCF against number 18, Tulane. Tulane, a three and a half point favorite. I can finally say definitively, we'll decide who plays in the New Year's Six season from the G5. So, uh, who do you think wins this one? Uh, God, they just played each other too. Right. At Tulane, and UCF beat them 38-31. It's hard to beat a team twice in the same year. We saw that with Clemson and Notre Dame. Um, that's the only one I can remember at the moment. And we might see it again with Utah and USC, Kansas State and TCU. Right. Give me the play. Give me the team that we've been to the stadium to. Give me Tulane. I'm riding the green wave. Yeah, uh, it's good that we're on the same page, but also bad because I I can't not take Tulane again. I took them the first time around. I was wrong, but uh, I will say the only really cautionary note for me is Willie Fritz was the Georgia Tech head coach for like 12 hours. Um, I don't know what all really went on with that as far as you know him leaving not leaving whatever happened but georgia tech since i believe hired the interim mm-hmm. in atlanta so that's been resolved um but i you know i still think yeah. the players be bought in they've got a lot to play for like i said if they win this game they'll be on the biggest stage possible during bowl season this new year's six slate that we've got every year that always delivers great games so um yeah, give me some of the best uniforms in the country, some of the best helmets, and uh, give me Tulane. So, with that being said, we're going to have a tie. <laughs> there yeah, will be we'll a tie figure something out. in our first um, – we might like do something where we pick national championship or yeah, playoffs. Yeah. We'll figure uh, it out. Yeah, uh, we got the same picks. I probably just saw that coming. I knew we'd probably maybe differ on the UCF-Tulane game, but when I saw that right. Tulane again, I was like, oh, I got to take them. Yeah. No shame in that. Uh, productive year of picks, I think, straight up, at least. Um, yeah, we're over 500. So you can't oh, easily. About yeah. That. How are the bets looking after last week? Uh, I have to ask, unfortunately. There's currently, currently, <laughs> only one person over 500. Uh, and that would be yours truly. I'm 2018 and one. I did only go one and two last weekend. I hit the over in Michi- Michigan's Ohio State game. Wake Forest and Louisville both lost me. Um, Gratian pushed Penn State. Um, <laughs> he's 17-21-1. He pushed Penn State. Bandy bandied again. And then LSU, yeah. LSU'd. Jacob yeah. as well went 1-2. He's 14-21-1 and only hit Michigan State plus 8. He had LSU and Notre Dame, so... Yeah, that might be my first winless week since week two because I started 0-6, I think, and then I was yeah. like 8-6 and six or something like that. But, um, you know, limited slate. I can focus a little more and hopefully uh, get a 3-0 week like I had in NFL. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we talked before the show in our little pre-show. We're both feeling the same thing about this one. Uh, my first one that I got is USC minus three. ESPN has it minus two and a half. Do we want to go with that or are we going DraftKings? Yeah, we've been going DraftKings. Yeah, we've been going DraftKings all year. Give me the three. They're going to win by four. Um, 
give me USC minus three. Yeah, we always kind of talk, make sure we're not going to be in lockstep with these like the picks. Um, I, out of the kindness of my heart, gave him this one, I think. I yeah. can't remember the week, but there was a week I gave him like two and they went two and zero. Uh, so hopefully that will keep up because I'll have this personally. Um, so, yeah, give me the Trojans protecting our uh, betting record. First one for me, it's another game around a field goal. It's two and a half, though. Thank goodness. Got just under that key number of three. But uh, give me TCU minus two and a half. Um, I want to double down too many of these games, but I'll double down on this one. I'm pretty confident TCU can slow down Deuce Vaughn and Kansas State, whoever the quarterback may be. Um, so I just think that, like I said before, the letdown spots have come and gone. I think this is a phase in the season where Sonny Dykes is going to have this team ready. This offense is capable of coming back from any hole they may dig themselves. Um, so hopefully we'll get the version of TCU that went out and dominated Texas and not the version that should have lost to Kansas State the first time around. I I like that pick. I, I think we were both probably in between those two picks. Um, so I'll probably bet that one as well. I'm going to piggyback off you a little bit. I'm hoping they don't contain Deuce Vaughn a lot. Let him score a couple touchdowns and TCU score more than three against them. Give me the over. Um, Big 12 championship game. It screams points to me. Um, it's over 62. I don't, there, there's not much this weekend. I just like points. Give me some points. Over. Yeah. Uh, that somehow is not the highest total on Saturday. Uh, the highest total on Saturday is going to be in primetime under lights in Charlotte, and that is Clemson, North Carolina. But uh, for my own sanity and mental health and just overall well-being, I'm going to take under because should this game go over 63.5 points, then uh, I will not be wearing shoelaces for a while, just given the two weeks that would uh, end up being for uh, Clemson football. So, Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of points in this game, especially the way UNC has been playing recently too. Right. I, I certainly hope that this is much closer to the 40s than the 60s because that would mean a much better night for me, Bailey, and a lot of other people wearing orange. So, yeah, give me under 63 and a half in Charlotte Saturday night. Uh, with my last bet, probably of the season, who knows? Well, at least on here. We still gamble. Come on now. Um, I'm still going with points, but I'm going to go points with a team. Give me Michigan over 34 and a half team total um i think they figured out something with their passing offense last week <laughs> like where did that come from yeah. uh blake corm is out but we saw what they did without him last week because he played a drive i think they got a perfectly fine backup so give me the michigan over 34 and a half and it's purdue cool right they're gonna have yeah. the ball a lot uh yeah you mentioned last week dom edwards filled in admirably as he has all year really is more of a compliment than a replacement to be honest so Five touchdowns, not asking a ton, especially we saw the, the missed assignments from Ohio State last week that allowed J.J. McCarthy to throw to literal wide-open receivers. Like, there was no one. I mean, Fox has 80 cameras for that game, and there was not an Ohio State defender in any of those pictures. Yeah. Or, like, three of the touchdowns. So, um, I like that a lot. 35 seems like a good number to shoot for for them. Uh, my last one, I'm going to be involved in points as well. I'm going to take LSU plus 17 and a half. <laughs> I just don't think that Georgia has any reason to really put the hammer down. Uh, yeah. The only team that could really threaten them for that top seed is playing an unranked team with four losses. Uh, so I, I just don't see the benefit of them going full octane. Uh, we've seen them in a similar spot. They played Tennessee, took the pedal off the gas at halftime, and still won by 
inside this number. Uh, it was never a game that was in much of any doubt. They pretty much just started dominance, came out second half, and just played the clock to death. So uh, I think we see something similar here. Georgia has much, much more to play for than this LSU game. Uh, I realize LSU coming off one of the more embarrassing SEC losses of the year, especially in conference, uh, just the way those trajectories were pointed before they lost to Texas A&M. But I think that for pride, if nothing else, they will keep this within 17. I mean, it could very well land on 17. That extra hook just kind of enticed me towards this one. But, yeah, give me LSU to not embarrass themselves back-to-back weeks. The only thing I'm worried about that is how healthy is Jalen Daniels going to be. He was in a boot for this week so yeah that's true too other than that i mean like you said georgia has no point in going all out i mean they pretty much have secured number one as long as they win so rest some guys basically right if michigan and i think they should have was going to jump georgia it would have been this week after dominating ohio state but i mean you know purdue i believe the only unranked participant in the power five conference championship games so i mean that's you know Quality of opponent matters. Uh, well, actually, I guess it doesn't to the committee. But uh, honestly, if they beat Purdue by 40 and Georgia wins by three and they put yeah, Michigan one, then, then burn the committee to the ground because I just I don't understand it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, if it was going to be that, Michigan not, one. Not yeah, really that. that, that them flip-flopping doesn't have an effect on anything, really. Maybe placement of the game, but Georgia yeah. travels the way anyway, so. Right. Uh, but like I said, if a jump were to happen at one, I think it would have happened this Tuesday as opposed to next Monday or Tuesday. But, uh, and it also depends on a lot of things. Like if TCU or USC slips and that slides Oregon in, they probably will jump – or Ohio State in. They probably right. will jump Michigan or Oregon and make it to where they don't match up in the playoffs. Cause, or at least That's true, too. That does matter. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, Ohio State would be four if they do sneak in, so I think that would definitely keep Michigan off that top line, which really could have played into this Tuesday, um, yeah. now that I think about it. But I don't know. I'm a proponent of getting the teams right and worrying about logistics later, but they seem to be protecting themselves from uh, a rematch, at least in the first round, between Michigan and Ohio State, which, fine, go ahead. Um, yeah. So with all that being said, uh, pretty good first little bit of a – Slate shows. Uh, we figured things out. Uh, yeah. Records aren't bad as long as we finish out with a winning, winning record and something. Right. <laughs> follow us. Um, but, yeah, we'll like I said, we'll figure something out. We'll do a bowl pool, send it out on Twitter, stuff right, like that. Right, right. Maybe a little yeah. buy-in. Um, hopefully these championship games are good. Clemson wins. We go to the Orange Bowl, end up perfectly fine. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I don't have anything else for so far. Nope. That should uh... – Wrap up college regular season done, uh, pre postseason this weekend, and then uh, we'll get into bowl pool talk and playoff and all that stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna do our patent stop and start with going into the NFL. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, deuces. Subscribe.